Okay, so welcome to Crazy Curious. Uh, let's first introduce ourselves. Yes. Um, hi, I'm Clara. I am an ENTP, and if you don't know what that means, I guess you're about to find out. Nice. Sounds like we're in a support group, I think. Hi, I'm Clara. Hi, Clara. <laughs> I'm obsessed with MBTI. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> okay, so Marlena. I am, though. Like, uh, we're, we're going to get into that. So anyway, I'm Arlena. I'm an INTJ. And so to start off, we're going to go with a disclaimer. We are not experts. We're students. We think we are sometimes, but we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not professionals, that is to say. We're not researchers per se, but we have done extensive research. Yeah, specifically at 2 a.m. instead of sleeping. Right, naturally, because when else are you thinking clearly? So <laughs> so based on our, this is all based on our personal research, you know, through the internet, quality sources, obviously. And conversations. I feel like conversations are a good source of like research and understanding since it is a people-based topic. We discover a lot through what we discuss. We had a whole discourse yes. on the way over here between our FE and FI, which if you don't know what that means, we'll get into we'll later. Learn it. Right. So... Our sources are, however, cited throughout the entire podcast. So if you want the original source, you can go and find that. Okay, we have some goals. So first we want to talk about like some of the issues with learning about MBTI because that's kind of what led us to want to create this con, like this content for you guys to see. And basically what we found is that the internet makes it impossible. It's so hard to piece together it, like information and like I even like still sometimes I like on Instagram see things and they're talking about like different versions of dichotomies that I don't even understand absolutely it's a lot of there's no streamlined process I think to learn it all quickly and easily it's all I was like finding out oh what are functions and I like had to look into specific websites that only talked about my functions I had to look at other people to figure out the other ones there's no Mm -hmm. like simple process I want to understand the whole thing and quickly yeah and adding on to that even this this is not going to teach you every single thing you need to know about everything having to do with personality typing we are just teaching you about mbti and functions so if there's different dichotomies and information you're looking for like i don't i don't even fully understand a lot of that stuff right but yeah but that's beyond like the context of mbti what we know but this is all focusing on the myers-briggs type indicator yes So the purpose of this is to make it fast and easy and to go deeper than a lot of the fast and easy other podcasts or websites out there. And we want to talk about functions specifically. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people know about that dichotomies in MBTI, which are the letters. Which are way more easy to understand. So it makes sense. Right. ENTJ, ISFP, right? It's, It's straightforward. But what a lot of people don't know about are the functions, which yeah. is a functional stack. It makes up the deeper elements of your brain. And this is what yes. is really interesting about yeah, MBTI. Yeah, especially because just going by dichotomies can cause, like, a lot of mistyping. Like, by dichotomies, oh in a lot of ways, you could tell, like, think I'm an introvert. Exactly. But you're not. You're an ENTP, as we've done extensive research yeah, figuring out. Yeah, I thought out. I was an INTP for, for a long time. End. And yeah. I was sitting there the whole time like, you're not, you're not. But she wouldn't listen to me. That aside, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but we figured it out in the end. So 
the whole purpose here is to help you use MBTI in your life more effectively than you could just by piecing together information from the internet. And also we want to mention that MBTI is extremely helpful and fascinating for fiction, you know, um, characters, creating characters. If you are a writer, MBTI is a great way to understand conflict between characters. It's amazing, actually. I write for fun, you know, and I base entire plot lines off of the development of the MBTI of a character yeah. because it goes deeper into their brain, which is really hard to do yes. without a structure. I'm a cinephile. I freaking love movies. They're like my favorite thing in the world. And like my knowledge of MBTI has completely changed the way I look at character interactions. And as someone who hopes to maybe in the future even go into the movie industry, it's really helped me to understand how character dynamics work. Yeah. Because those can be really hard and they don't come naturally to everybody so we're going to start with the history, right? Um, yeah. So this is according to the official myersbriggs.org website. So it started all with Young, who was a psychiatrist. Carl Young. Carl Young, our boy. Um, he developed the functions and the concept of this, uh, these f- things operating in, in a person's yes. brain back in 1921 yeah, when he published he, yeah he had psychological types but it wasn't the mbti we know today right psychological types was his book that he published and it just yeah. described functions and yeah. then later on Catherine cook briggs and isabel briggs myers who were mother and daughter yes. discovered young's work and they developed it into the typing yeah. system that we now know now they were not psychologists no, or psychiatrists they were not. let's get into that there is a whole there are holes in the use of MBTI. The reality of it is it is not a full science. Yeah. You know, it is not widely accepted. It's a theory. It's MBTI theory. It's an idea and it, a big flaw of that is nobody specifically just fits one character trait. It's fluid. Like there's personality is fluid like just because i'm an entp doesn't mean that i have the exact same personality of every other person with my type or that if i meet an isfj i'm the exact opposite of them i could very well have several things in common with them and that's okay because personality can't be completely defined absolutely and that is the biggest thing to remember that you are not a single box that is a personality type. You're not going to yeah. fit every yeah. stereotype or stigma about your personality type. But what it does is it helps. It It's like a code to yeah. your inner, the inner workings yeah. of your brain. And it, it can, it can lead to a lot of like self-revelation and it can even lead you to like, if you're very lost and you feel lost, you can like look into what other people with your personality type, what's made them feel lost or like what's made them feel the way they have. And it can help you a lot to like self-reflect and learn more about yourself. Absolutely. And it also can help you learn about other people. I yes. Find it is so interesting to like some of my closest friends, Clara, learning about their differences and similarities to me, what yes. kind of people I I gravitate towards more why it's it's really interesting and what people compliment your personality mm-hmm. you know they have traits that you don't have and you're like oh that's why i value that in them you know yes it's fascinating so the basics of mbti starts with what we talked about the letters or dichotomies yeah yeah so yeah it's a system of four yeah. letters so there's introverted or extroverted or i versus e there's n versus S, which is intuitive versus sensing, T versus F, which is thinking or feeling, P versus J, which is perceiving or judging. So some examples of that, I could be an INFP. I'm an introvert, an intuitive, Mm -hmm. a feeler, and a perceiver, okay? Or I could also be the opposite of that, an ESTJ, an extrovert, thinker, sensor, and judger. 
And if you don't know what these mean, and this is confusing, we're going to go into greater detail yeah. in later in later installments of the podcast. Yes. So then... There's also functions. We love functions so here. So the way functions work is there's something called a functional stack, and it's four specific functions in a very specific order, dev- depending on the dichotomies you have. And these... And each, in order, you use them more than others, and these determine how you interact with yourself, with others, with the world around you, depending on your functional stack. It's kind of hard at first to really grasp how functional stacks work and why each function is where it is. So I think we're going to go a lot more in depth in later podcasts, but Mm -hmm. we're trying to keep it brief. So basically, functions are the basis of what makes you you. Right. And your dichotomy, the letters, Mm -hmm. they have... They're a summary of the function. Yes, they're like a key, a code that shows you your functional stack. And we will teach you how to use somebody's uh, dichotomies in order to figure out their stack. And it also relates to your personal timeline, which is really interesting. As you develop from childhood to adulthood, it's really interesting in that way. So we will go into that in later podcast episodes. So if you would like to learn more about MBTI and if you want to learn like how you're going to use it in your own life, then just keep listening to our podcast. We're already having lots of fun creating this content for you guys. And thank you so much for listening.